Welcome to the Do Business Better podcast, the place for ideas you can implement to achieve prosperity. You'll get insights from successful business people on how they do business better. You'll glean tactics on creating a life and business by choice because we interview real business people who've done just that. Now here's your host, Damian Mason. Welcome to the Do Business Better podcast. It's me, Damian Mason, and this is my guest. His name is Roger Hunkler. We're going to be talking to you about a pivot story in the RV industry and how they are doing business better. So uh, before we get into that, a reminder that the Do Business Better podcast is not just an audio podcast. It's also a video. We opened this up this winter. Uh, we have a playlist on the Damian Mason YouTube channel. So go to D Mason Comedy. That's my YouTube channel. Just go on YouTube and type in Damian Mason. You'll find me. And please subscribe. We need subscribers because the more subscribers we have, the more people will uh, see me because of the visibility factor. All right. Do business better. We're always talking about neat things you can do to improve your business. Well, what you can do is learn from others who are capitalizing on the moment. Roger Hunkler and his wife, Claire, started a company called Magnashade in 2008. She was my guest on episode 25. I encourage you to go back and listen to episode 25, but listen to this one first. All right, Roger Hunkler, welcome to the Do Business Better podcast. Thanks, Damian. All right, we are recording this from his RV, sitting here in his RV, which is not too far from my farm, and I will be putting video up uh, within this. So if you're listening, please do go and check out the video because I'm going to be putting video of the actual product. Describe MagnaShade. Uh, MagnaShade is a patented system that we designed uh, 11 years ago. And uh, it's a system of exterior shades for motorhomes and RVs that attaches through the glass magnetically custom fitted specific to the year make and model so these shades install from the ground without a ladder without snaps okay so the point is rvs big beautiful machines but they get hot because the sun comes in so in 2008 you knew that there were shades because you were in the cell you sold rvs you sold high-end rvs but the thing is most of them you've got to get out a ladder and many of the people that drive rvs are uh shall we say silvers uh they're older so getting an rv uh, parked and then getting the ladder out and climbing up on a ladder. It's a big pain. It's also potentially dangerous. You said, what about something where you can just stand on the ground and go snap, 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 right? Yeah. Just popped into my head. And it doesn't do any damage. You're not screwing. You're not cutting through glass. You're just sticking a magnet on the window and then boom, 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 you put these uh, shades on the windows. Right. All right. So you came up with that. Again, dear listener or viewer, go back to episode 25 and you can hear the whole entire story. It's a great story about American ingenuity and starting a small business, which is now thriving. Okay, so you described MagnaShade. It's a, it's a shade covering for the windows and uh, of an RV. And you went through this because 2008, your business got whacked. You were an RV salesperson. You sold expensive RVs. The recession hits. Nobody's buying expensive RVs. You approach your wife, Claire. She knows how to sew. You come up with this idea. You've got patents. You've got patterns. You've got uh, a manufacturing company. Fast forward to the last uh, 10 or 11 years. Now what? Well, we are super busy. We're, um, <clears throat> we're actually uh, running almost eight weeks of backlog right now. Um, Oddly enough, through the coronavirus and the lack of uh, RV shows that we attend all over the United States, which have been canceled this year, our business is actually uh, blowing up. We're, we're up 45% for the year. Um, 
We, and we, we do attend rallies all over the United States, all the way from starting in January. We're in California, Florida, Las Vegas, from from the Canadian border to Florida. Uh, but all those were canceled this year. However, our business is way up. Okay, so, so the person that's listening to this that, you know, has a, a cranberry packaging business, they're saying, what are these uh, rallies? What's that mean? Rallies uh, that we attend, uh, these are typically either motorhome manufacturer rallies uh, like Integra Coach, where those are all Integra Coaches, Family Motor Coach Association. Um, and these rallies, we can, they'll bring in as from anywhere from 300 motorhomes. Uh, we've been at rallies where there were 3,000 motorhomes at one, one rally. All right, so people attend these because they uh, want to buy, they want uh, accessories. Why would a person attend an RV rally? RV rallies are great. <clears throat> uh, a lot of the newbies like the rallies because there's uh, information, uh, there's, there's all kinds of information they can go to. There's entertainment, camaraderie, uh, different groups may park with each other. Um, it's just a really, it's a really fun time and you can buy accessories and parts, which is what we participate in. Okay. So you would have been to these before because your background in RV sales, then you come up with this proprietary product. There were magnet, there were shades before, but they did not have your technology. You got, you got this and you said, here's how we're going to go about selling them. We're going to go to these rallies and shows. You have to pay to attend these things. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now enter the coronavirus. So it's February of, uh, or March of 2020. Uh, events are getting canceled. You can't uh, congregate. Uh, you're not allowed to have conferences. You're not allowed to have meetings. You're not allowed to have RV rallies. What happens? Um, well, people are still traveling. You know, they're traveling, and um, it's hard to say what happened to our business. I was not expecting an increase in business like we have right now, which is uh, amazing. We actually opened a second location last year in Raleigh, North Carolina, second production facility. And I think a lot of it is coming from, uh, we build our business on word of mouth, referrals. We still get so many referrals from our customers. Um, and that's by providing a high quality, uh, unique product and great customer service. Um, but I, it's exploding right now. I've been pointing out for years, I think I put it in my book, there's really no such thing as word of mouth. There's word of hard-earned reputation from doing a great job for the customers that you serve, uh, which people call it word of mouth, but it's like, well, this was years of me being in business by providing something for the, the customers, and that's why they went and talked. They didn't go and talk you up just because they thought they owed it to you. They did it because you'd done them right. Yeah. All right, so here's the deal. You've got this stuff. It's manufactured in North Carolina. You make this stuff. You were thinking, okay, we'll still be all right, but you weren't expecting a big, huge bump. Uh, I've got a copy of the Wall Street Journal from Monday, July 6th, that talks about uh, investing in RV companies. Turns out 80% of RVs are manufactured here in my home state of Indiana. Uh, Winnebago, Thor Industries, and Camping World Holdings are big players uh, in, in the RV business. Winnebago and Thor, their share price has doubled in the last uh, three months, and Camping Worlds has tripled in the last uh, three months. Now they're saying, okay, maybe maybe it's all done. Uh, it says, influx of first-time customers. Some buyers are even using RVs beyond leisure as creative workspaces. So in other words, you've got to work from home, but your wife and kids are in there, or your husband and, and, and his buddies are in there. You're like, damn it, I need to work. So you go and get yourself a little RV, and it becomes your office. Uh, they're saying RV sales are going to slow down. Do you think that's going to happen? 
Well, you know, at, at some point it's going to reach a peak and come back. The RV industry as a whole, though, is a good indicator of, uh, I think, the whole economy. Um, RV sales, I've been in this industry now for 30 years uh, in every aspect of it. And I've seen it go up and I've seen it go down, but I've never seen it go away. Mm -hmm. uh, I think what's happening now, there's a younger crowd getting into RVs or finding they can get away, they can get out. The RVs that are built today, I mean, people are people are using anything from a $10,000 pop-up to a $2.8 million bus. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's their getaway. It's their little home on wheels. But a lot of people are actually working out of their motorhomes, which is great because or their fifth wheels or their travel trailers. Um, when you're using it in a business format like we do, of course, you can take Section 179 deductions. You write off all your expenses because, to me, this motorhome is a like a bulldozer is to a contractor. Yeah. A lot of accountants are working uh, out of RVs, all kinds of businesses, and people are traveling with their kids. It's a great way to raise kids, too, to, to experience the RV lifestyle. All right, so... The sales might slow down. According to the Wall Street article, they're saying that we've probably already hit our peak of that. But you don't need new RV sales. You just need people to have RVs and a need for shades. Right. And every RV needs shades. Uh, primarily, we're in the motorhome industry, but we make them for uh, travel trailers and fifth wheels as well. Okay. So the RVs that you have, then uh, the big part of that is... I buy an RV and I need a shade. Now, here's my question. When I get my uh, RV, I probably buy my shades within a few months of it, right? Typically, most people, if they know about us, um, will. They're, they're going to get some sort of exterior shade system. Um, if they know the benefits uh, and they read about our product, obviously, it's the way to go because it's uh, it's much more custom than anything else out there, and you're not going to fall off a ladder and kill yourself. I got that. So if I buy a new RV, I'm probably going to get my shades within the first few months of owning it, and then I don't need your product. So you do still need to get to these people when it's new, or, or do you find a lot of people uh, after five years say, I'm tired of climbing up and down that damn ladder, I'll buy them then? Well, we have, we have both. Um, we have customers who actually have snap shades, and once they smell, they might see ours go up in a campground somewhere that owns our shades. Our customers actually demonstrate them for them, uh, and uh, they call and order them and get rid of the snap shades. Okay. Uh, when things started getting a little bit hairy, you were concerned. It's February. It's March. You were worried. You did a little pivot, as they love to say, which is a very overused word uh, among business people. You pivoted and started making masks. Tell me about that. Yeah, we um, we have two two of our daughters. We have five children. Two of our daughters are uh, nurse practitioners, so we've got a lot of feedback from uh, from the girls and their friends uh, they went to nursing school with that they everybody needed masks, and they couldn't get them. So uh, we started producing masks and giving them away to uh, first responders, um, hospitals. We had a lot of requests. I think uh, in that period of time, we made over. 2,000 masks in our shop uh, and sent those out free of charge. That's very nice. Do you see this something you're going to continue? Uh, as we see a need for it, uh, possibly. Uh, right now, masks are, are becoming quite available, so the demand for, for our, our reusable masks uh, is actually down a little bit, but uh, if there's a need, we'll provide. All right. Next question for you. You still want to sell your stuff. You're a salesman at heart. That's how you got into this whole racket. Now, you can't go to RV shows and rallies, but they are going to start back up. What's the word on that? Yeah, there's, uh, um, there's, there's still scheduling for next year. Um, most of the rallies for the, this year uh, have gone away. The larger, I, 
the large one we do in Pennsylvania, Hershey, uh, that has been canceled. We uh-huh. just found out. So. Okay, so you think we've lost 2020? Pretty much, yeah, as far as rallies. Yeah, I think as far as rallies go, 2020 is over with. I think we're we're looking forward now to 2021 and uh, starting back in January with Tampa Super Show in California. Uh, so you're still selling stuff. If you could go to rallies, instead of being up 45%, maybe you'd be up 145%. What do you think? I don't know. I, I, you know, we write a lot of business at the rallies. It's a big part of our, uh, our revenue. Um, but people know about us. So, you know, it's hard to say. I, I had no idea that during this coronavirus, our business would be up so much. We're having a record year. <laughs> yeah, you're having a record year. How do you keep it going? Good staff. Uh, my da- oldest daughter, Michelle, one of my daughters, Michelle, she's a great businesswoman. She runs our, uh, she pretty much runs the operation. We have a great general manager in, at the Moxville location. Uh, my son-in-law, Zach, he uh, does all, a lot of our digitizing and CNC cutting. My son, Nicholas, uh, does all our digital printing and creates uh, digital files for the CNC machine. My son, Anthony. You got, uh, a, lot of fa- got a lot of family in there. It's sound, great to have family. Sound, sounds a little nepotism-oriented uh, going on, a little incestuous there at MagnaShade. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, you know what? The, the kids all have a great work ethic. They're great with customers. Uh, and Anthony, who graduates from App State this year, does all our social media, and he's going to be a big part of uh, after he gets out in a few months. Uh, he's going to be developing the yacht shade industry, which we're which we'll be approaching with a, a semi magnetic system. Okay, so you think the next thing is first off about family? Uh, is there a struggle when you have a bunch of your kids in the business? N- not really, not really. How do you keep, do you keep from having family feuds? Uh, we don't allow it. <laughs> is that it. You just yeah. rule with an iron fist. They're, they're just uh, they get along great. They work great together, and they're all they're all just um, you know great. Not because they're my kids, but uh, you know they they have the work ethic. All right, so uh, you you always have a certain amount of management when you've got family involved. You got management when you have employees, but managing employees that are also your family, uh, I think the big thing would be to be very very clear, very succinct about what the expectation is, so that way there is uh, that way there is no. Um, that way there's no question about, uh, oh, wait, you said this, or you favored her, or whatever. That's right. the big thing. Mm-hmm. It's There's nothing like that. Uh, the kids have seen us struggle at times, um, and uh, there's just none of that. I'm, we're very fortunate to have kids with a work ethic that are smart, they're intelligent, they're educated, uh, and they're not after the business. They want to see the business grow, and they're a very big part of making that happen. All right, so here's the thing. We got, uh, you know, the rest of 2020, and that's substantial. Uh, you can't go to your RV rallies and shows. What are you doing? I mean, you know, word of mouth is one thing, but uh, what, are you, what are you actively doing? to? Because everybody's wondering this. Like, there's folks that right now that talk to me, and they're like, how the hell do I get out and talk to my customers because they're afraid to go out, or I can't get on a plane, or I can go on a plane, but uh, when I get there, their offices are closed. Right. What are you doing? Well, we're doing a lot more in social media. We're spending more in uh, advertising in some of the RV magazines. We took out a full page. Out. <laughs> Oddly enough, the first year we take a full page out in the NASCAR review book that goes out to everybody, and there are no, there's nobody no at NASCAR, the NASCAR races. races. Yeah, I mean, uh, how do people get but, magazines when they travel around the country in their RV? It seems like they don't. Yeah, yeah, they're going to get, uh, well, you know, FMCA, we advertise in there, and, and uh, some motorhome life, trailer life. Um, and those people get the magazines as well as online versions, and you, those magazines hang around a motorhome. 
yeah so they'll pick it up and and they'll they'll see our ad okay and then obviously there's rv specific websites do you think do anything there um mainly on social media okay mainly social media is where we all right you get to 2021 you've got this banner you're going you want to keep it going uh you're going to be going to the shows uh what else happens in the next year everybody's always looking forward right we got to look forward we're business people what happens next year uh next year we're well actively right now we're looking for a new another cnc machine um for our raleigh location where the digital printing is done um our tire shade business which is also a uh a design that i came up with is selling like crazy and that's that's taking a lot of cnc time so you shade the tires to make sure that the tires don't get cooked by the sun right okay and that's a unique design that we have a patent pending because some of these rvs go to a sunny place and then they sit there for several months so that's the idea yeah yeah keeps the uv off the sidewall and then yachts tell me about that well the yacht business is a lot like the rv industry um and our theory and what happened to us is once we put started people started seeing our product they wanted it Mm -hmm. and i know that if i go to a and we already have a, a customer with a yacht we're going to be doing a digitally printed shade for. Um, I know that when that yacht goes in, and these people like to sit on these things and party. Mm-hmm. It's not that they're out on the water all the time. Uh, but I know that when I put a big marlin on the windscreen of a nice yacht, it's going to be one-upsmanship from there. Mm-hmm. And it being a magne- semi-magnetic system, um, there's the typically what when you look at a yacht shade... There are probably, I don't know how many holes they have to drill to snap those on, mm-hmm. but you have a lot of holes in that fiberglass. Uh, with our system, it's going to be limited to maybe four anchoring points and the rest magnetic, which is all through the glass. So the idea is you put uh, anchor a few things like a, a couple of tent stakes and then the rest of it you just flop up. Yeah, it'll be it'll be anchored on the four corners to the body uh, around the windscreen and the rest is magnetic. You have a designer for those or you do it? Oh, we'll do it. Okay. Yeah. Next question. How big can the yacht business outdo the RV business? Um, I, I don't know. Uh, just we'll have to see. We'll have to see how it goes. I know that Anthony's focused on making that happen. What happens when you get copied? I'm sure you already are being copied. Well, we have had a couple people over the last 11 years who have who we have heard from our customers that we're making copies of our shades uh and of course my office manager is also an attorney which is awesome so i we we find out who it is we send him a cease and desist i shut a guy down in texas that was actually using who's stealing your design stealing and we did have uh, a customer who tried to buy uh, a shade from us but he wanted to take it to Switzerland, and he wanted to view. We went through a whole scenario. Anyway, we refused to sell him a shade. He ordered it through somebody else, and he has exact copied me in Sweden, um, claiming that he invented it. Uh, but there's nothing I can do about that. So he's in a foreign country. He stole your product, and he's using it in a foreign country. Yeah. So what about Canada? Do you have Canada? Uh, we have United States uh, patent. We don't have uh, international patent. I'm, the market for RVs in the United States blows every other country away. Right. So, there's there's really not that many RVs. There are teeny tiny ones over in Europe. 
Got it. So if he sells if he sells a few shades in Sweden, it's not going to make a whole hell of a lot of difference. No, you can't ship anything into the U.S. All right, coronavirus. We talk about adjusting. Everybody that I know in every business went through a thing. Then they couldn't get stuff. You know, I couldn't get kegs of Coors because uh, mm-hmm. restaurants and taverns weren't open. So Coors stopped putting Coors Banquet, my beloved beer, into <laughs> kegs. They put it in cans and bottles. Now the brewers can't get cans because people are drinking plenty, but they're doing it at home, which means they're drinking a lot of cans. Uh, you know, we had to deal with the meat. Uh, we had to deal with the uh, auto parts companies. You know, I'm waiting on a part to fix the air conditioning in my pickup truck, and it's just an electronic simple part. But the coronavirus the whole thing, plant shutdowns, messed up supply chains. You surely had to go through some supply chain issues. Uh, no, not really. We actually uh, purchase a year to a year and a half supply of magnets in advance. As a matter of fact, we just uh, went through that last week and uh, placed a large order for magnets. Uh, so we have plenty of stock of magnets on hand all the time, and we buy um, a whole lot of fabric. We buy direct uh, from Pfeiffer Tax, so we have lots of inventory to take care of our um, production. All right. And then my next question for you, and this is not the last question, but we're getting close to it. What happens when your phone rings and someone says, I represent a group of investors and we like what you're doing. We want to buy MagnaShade. Well, that's, you know, that that could happen at some point in time. Um, you, you know, and I, I've thought about that. We've, we've done the hard work. You know what it amounts to really, Damien, is... <clears throat> what's the offer and what's my net after taxes Mm -hmm. Uh, and it would have to be a lot so you know unless unless it was something that we really had something to consider um you know this is something my kids can continue to build and and i can retire and which is pretty much what i've done this year so far so uh but you know it could happen thing that you've learned in the 12 years of having magna shade you obviously weren't you weren't a silly you weren't you weren't dumb you you've always been in business but then when it's your own thing what have you learned uh stay focused i know in the beginning it was horns down every day it was uh not easy went through a you had to just it had to happen and so it was every morning it was horns down staying totally focused on what we wanted to do where we were going um, not giving up, not being persuaded by outside forces. All right. And then a uh, mistake you've made in the last couple of years. You know, we still make mistakes even when we've been doing it for sure. a while. Um, I think probably not maybe, – maybe in the first three or four years, um, not focusing on higher production – Mm-hmm. capabilities with equipment um you know and at that time it, it was still a little scary uh but 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 we didn't put those machines in and and uh, which have without the machines that we have we couldn't do our yeah do our well job. the point is you didn't at the time it was a smart decision because you don't be you don't want to be ass over backwards and have a whole bunch of machines that you couldn't uh justify paying for and now you say boy we should have ramped up bigger that's a good problem to have i didn't ramp as opposed to we ramped up so much that now we end up going bankrupt well that now that's a good point because when we started the business um one thing i told claire is all right here's how we're going to operate we're going to operate off cash flow we're not going to borrow money. Um, we're going to be fluid, uh, which is, uh, I don't like debt. 
Uh, and we basically built this business from scratch. With cash. With cash. Yeah. We'd sell some shades, pay what bills we could on, you know, the house payment, things like that. And we bought magnets. And then we bought fabric and bought magnets and hired hired one or two people. And um, doing that, I think, was the best thing that we ever did. Because there is a problem. Sometimes people will grow too fast. Mm-hmm. And you're out of business. Yeah. We grew at a pace we could afford, um, which which helped us develop a better product, better customer service, and, um, and but we did build at a pace where we weren't strapped. All right. Piece of advice, since maybe it's that right there. Piece of advice: anybody, whether they're starting their little business tomorrow or they've been in business 25 years, what piece of advice? Well, if you're starting a business uh, and you have an idea. Don't share it with everybody. Figure it out for yourself because I found, and I think, Damien, you know this, that when you start sharing ideas with other people, including family, uh-huh. it's just human nature to tell you it's not going to work. Uh-huh. They're going to knock you down. And I think that uh-huh. a lot of people are looking for that. They're looking for that affirmation that what I'm doing is right. Well, only you can affirm that. Uh-huh. So I would say stay focused, high-quality service, because customer service today is the worst i don't care who you call they don't call you back um there's no enthusiasm on the phone my my people know that when they call our office that customer better feel like they just got taken care of yeah he he wants to be taken care of and we want your business i like both of those first off yes if you are looking certainly from the people i was raised around if you went to those idiots and told them hey uh here's my idea it'd be the most negative nancy thing in the world and uh be told it'll never work so i've never done that i remember when i was 25 years old in my first uh foray and political comedy the Indianapolis Star did a story about me. They said, gosh, what did your parents think when you told them you were going to quit your corporate America job? And I said, I, I, I have no idea. They said, what? And you tell me? I said, no. Yeah. I, 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 I'm a 25-year-old man. I do whatever I want. That's right. And then, of course, uh, uh, your thing about uh, the customer service. You know, we all work for other people's money. And it's remarkable how it's – I don't want to say it's about kids these days or anything. It's just the prevailing situation that somehow this idea that uh, I'm doing you a favor by – serving your needs that's true and uh it's not the case at all no no you have to i mean even when i talk to customers and i my phone's numbers out there and i get calls from a customer in california every once in a while and they're having they have a question on their shades whatever before we hang up i always tell them i really appreciate your business and if there's anything else you need you let me or my staff know and we'll take good care of you yeah that's- and, and you have to do business that way if you're not focused on customer service yeah uh, don't even go in business. I remember, you know, it was just recently, uh, someone sent an email and said, well, you you, you know, you, you didn't, we didn't get your book. And Lori says, I sure that got delivered. And I said, you know what? Are we going to, this guy was a big fan. Are we going to question him uh, or just send him another book? I said, what the hell difference does it make? I said, this guy is a big fan. And eventually he might plug me into a meeting, which is how I make my real money. Mm-hmm. Let's not, let's not pretend that they're lying. Uh, let's just realize that, that once in a while this happens. So it's about uh, realizing that you can't live without their money. His name's Roger Hunkler, and he is the uh, co-founder of MagnaShade. If these people listening want to know more about MagnaShade, tell them where to go. Okay, go to our website at MagnaShade.com, and that's spelled M-A-G-N-E. That's Magnet without the T, M-A-G-N-E, Shade.com. Uh, we're also on uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, um, and you can also read about us uh, on various YouTube videos uh, from customers who have 
are you who are actually using our products? Yeah, and if you didn't, if you if my video on this uh, program was not adequate, then just go to YouTube and type in MagnaShade, and you will see their product. All right. Till next time. Thanks for being here. Thank you. All right. Till next time. It's the Do Business Better podcast. If you enjoyed this episode of Do Business Better, please share it. And be sure to connect with Damien on LinkedIn, like his Facebook fan page, and follow him on Instagram and Twitter. For speaking inquiries or to purchase Damien's books, Food Fear and Do Business Better, go to DamienMason.com. Know someone who'd make a great guest? Send us a message. We're always looking for compelling stories and business lessons our listeners can benefit from. Thank you. Thank you.